hey everybody <laughs> it's karen here who forgot to raise her mic up angie How oh wow you? i'm like I what's like, happening I was like, oh, there, i forgot to do this it's an earthquake in la yes. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to what had happened was uh kb here with you and I, apparently i just need to make maybe one more tweak on this but who are you i am angela overkill hill i am a ufc fighter and i'll be fighting next week does that sound like all like right now I'm pretty lean, feeling pretty yeah, lean, are. pretty mean. And uh, yeah, we got Karen Bryant, the best UFC anchor in the field over here. I had the pleasure of talking to her a week before my fight. So that's always cool. Yeah, well, what's up? Yeah, um, and I'm working your fight this weekend. So I'm very excited oh, for that. Oh, nice. Yes, yes. But um, I just want to welcome everybody to the show. You are maybe watching this on my YouTube channel, Karen Bryant. Uh, and if so, why don't you hit that subscribe button while you're here and hit the notifications because we do lots of shows here and lots of cool things. So uh, maybe you could check it out or you could be watching it over on Angie's Twitch and you can tell them about that. Tell them hey. about it, Angie. Yeah, um, I got to dust that thing off. I haven't used it in forever. <laughs> you guys are using it more. Dude, yeah, I was getting a little self-conscious. I'm like, I can't be on here losing in the gulag while all my fans are watching. Like, I need to grind a little bit. So I haven't picked it up in a while, but at least we can get some content on there right now. So um, if you guys follow me on Twitch, then you might be seeing it there. But if not, uh, you can go to uh, twitch.tv slash Angie Overkill. And that's my Twitch channel. You might be able to see some old video streams too. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe don't look at those. <laughs> that's so cool. That's so cool. Well, I just want to say hi to, you know, we have friends like Joe Boza is here saying, hey, saying, um, you know, Hello. awesome to see us. Had Bazwax is talking about 269. Yeah, we are definitely going to get into that. We have Adrian Yanez with us too. So we're going to have him jump on in just a few. But Angie, I feel like we got to start off first and foremost with the fact that I, I was shocked. I'm not going to lie. I was shocked that Juliana Pena beat Amanda Nunes. I didn't expect it to go out like that. I thought yeah. if she could win, if she win, if she won, I did think she could win by submission. It seemed like obviously that's what everybody thought, but I didn't think she was going to light Amanda up as much as she did on the way to getting that submission. But I was, I was surprised. I was flabbergasted. <laughs> I was shocked. I was literally sitting there on my couch by myself, by the way. I'm by myself this weekend. Adam's in France, uh, cornering uh, our homie Wilson Hayes. But I was on a couch by myself and I was just like, <laughs> what? What? Like, I think a fly could have flown in there right. very easily. It was insane. And I think the craziest part was that um, Pena had more power than Amanda that yeah. night. You know, she yeah. was throwing more volume, which is kind of always the case. Usually uh, people throw more volume against Amanda and she's able to be slick and move out the way and then yeah. pop, hit him with that nice, clean, like right hand or a nice, like uh, two, three punch combination. But Pena was able to just frustrate her, throw punches, mm -hmm. like, and, you know, she doesn't have, like, the most boxing-looking <laughs> tech. It's a little wild. <laughs> it's wild, man, but that's that's the stuff that throws you off. If you're used to a certain rhythm or a certain style, and yeah. then someone comes in there like Pena, and this is, like, her entire career since Tough, she's always come in with this wild style, and you're like, dude, she's going to get countered. She's going to get right. punched. Like, totally. people are going to see it coming. They don't. They don't. She just goes, Wah! 
crying. You're like, Ugh. and that's what happened to Amanda. And I know, like, I I didn't think it would happen, but there was right. always that possibility, you know, because Pena in every one of her fights where she's won. She has been the underdog, you know, yeah. she's always come out on top. She's always surprised us. And it's like she I mean, if you're her, you're like, what's to stop me from doing it again? So that was that was insane, insane way for uh, 269 to go. Uh, man, uh, Nuna's still the goat, still the goat. I still love yes. her. She's still my queen. But awesome job to uh, Juliana Pena, like insane. Yeah, it was it was a great performance for her. I did think the same thing that she because she is wild sometimes that she was just going to get countered that she would just leave herself and just like wide open and head up or something. So I was surprised that um, that they that that she was able to land as much as she did on Amanda without. I mean, she did get countered, but like you said, power for power, it seemed like Juliana actually had a maybe an edge on Saturday. Um, I think that. You know, it's it's weird how quickly Amanda tapped. If I'm honest, I was a little surprised, but I'm not there. I'm not in the fight. I don't know what else hurts. Um, you know what I mean? And and it, it was that type of position where you know Juliana is is really good at it. That is what she's known for. Maybe you just know the inevitable is coming and you don't have what it takes to get out of a position like that. You're about to get flattened down anyway. So, you know, maybe it's that type of thing. Um, but I know like people are trying to get conspiracy theories going and stuff like that. <laughs> about her tapping fast and oh she threw the fight so they could have a rematch yeah. and make more money come on people come on i think it's easier to make money as a dominant champion i think it's a lot harder okay. to lose the belt and then come back in and make the same money you were making before you lost the belt like that's right it's a big pay jump every time you defend the belt so yeah. um that i would i would throw that theory out yeah um but one thing that could have happened is her jaw could have been compromised mm -hmm. when she was getting punched she ate a lot of punches yeah and then it was to the point where they're just standing there trading jabs like right. what like what? when have you seen what? this happen in a title fight two fighters standing in front in front yeah. of each other, trading jabs both eating them you know but Nunes, right was like getting the worst of it, it seemed like. Like she was the one who was wobbled, who was rocked. Right. Like all of Pena's right. damage was more superficial. Um, so I think that just that one punch, there was like a three punch combo that Juliana threw that uh it was like the third punch got through, landed mm -hmm. on the chin. And ever since then, Nunez was just like wobbly. Yeah. You know, tried to stay, tried to tried to play it off even, tried to even smile through it but it was just getting wobbled every time she got hit. And I think, you know, the more you hit that jaw, the more likely it is that it can get like kind of messed up, like cracked yeah. or something, or even just swollen to the point where if somebody's on it and squeezing, it hurts and you want to tap. Like you feel right. like your jaw's going to pop out of your skull. It's, it's not a good feeling. So yeah. I wouldn't say that she tapped early. Um, she could have tapped to exhaustion. She could have tapped to a sore jaw. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but it was, it wasn't under the chin for sure. Um, but right. Juliana seems to have that squeeze too. So for sure. Yeah. Impressive. It's funny though, that you said that you were watching alone. Cause I was too, basically my, you know, Aurora was with me, but she was you know, drawing and doing stuff. But so I was bugging out too. And I had even commented to her. I'm like, look at Mandy between rounds. Cause Amanda's like all smiles between those first that wrap one and two. And then the next thing you know, you know, everything just went wrong. And so I was shocked too. And I was, I was, uh, just kind of freaking out at what was playing out. Now I do want to say one thing and I, I want to get to Adrian, um, one thing that that bothered me, and you know, Juliana is a she's feisty, right? She's feisty, 
but she speaks her mind. And in this case, she spoke her mind a lot and she was able to back it up. But she said something afterwards that I really didn't like where she was basically, I mean, she was saying that she should be really called the first true mom champ because she said, no disrespect to Amanda, but I gave birth to, you know, my child. And so I'm, you know, really the first mom champ. And, and I know what she's saying and I'm a person who had a child as well. And so I know what she means like to have gone through that and change your body like that. And to come back from that, it's absolutely incredible. I just don't like the idea that saying that a woman who doesn't give birth is not a mom. I don't like that. Hey, but where were you when uh, all the Michelle Watterson things were out about her being the first mom champ? I, I know Amanda she was, trying- was reigning champion. Was Did she and Nina have the baby at that point yet, though? I'm sure she said it afterwards. I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> Believe me, I would, I would say the same. But I guess, I'm sure I guess, she said it afterwards. I know. I'm I know. Fuck sure yeah. that hoe. No. Karen, no, I remember no. the, I remember not, the mom champ. Yes. I remember the mom champ. You're not making excuses for Michelle Watterson. I'm not. No. I'm not. I'm just saying, because to me, it just, it just slighted, it, I, I, it just slighted everybody that's ever adopted or everybody who, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't, it, and it seemed like such a cool woman, like it's a woman empowerment thing. We got two badass women being champs and all this. And then it was like, you just alienated a bunch of, like, it just, it just bummed me out. I just wish, I wish I know the sentiment she was trying to get to. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I agree with her. It is an incredible accomplishment to have done that, to give birth and come back and do that. I just wish she had phrased it a little differently. I mean, I can't be too mad at her because I, I too think that it's harder to be a mom who gave birth and uh-huh. still do the physical feats that you have to do as opposed to a mom who adopts. And, you know, yeah. yes, your time, you have a lot of time that you have to spend nurturing this kid and loving for this kid and providing for this kid. But your mm-hmm. body didn't go through the physical changes that sure. a woman who had birth did. I mean, who knows? Sure. Maybe maybe there's a woman in the UFC who was a surrogate for, for a bunch of times, a surrogate mother, and she wants to be the first surrogate mom champ. <laughs> I don't know. But... <laughs> All I'm saying is, like, it is hard to bounce back physically. For sure. From, I mean, people get excited when they have a six, uh, uh, not even a six pack, but when they can get rid of the baby Dude, fat. You my know? body like, was trash. I, I, it trashed my thyroid. I'm on medicine for it for the rest of my life and everything. I gained a ton of weight. Like, it took me forever to get back. Um, so, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I 100% agree with her that it's an incredible accomplishment. I just don't like the idea of calling people who didn't get birth not moms. Yeah, no, I think I think it just has to I don't know. I think it's just one of one of those weird things that were gonna come up that was gonna come up because people were focusing on this mom champ champ thing right. so hard. Like I feel like the push for mom champ always made that hard conversation conversation it, lurking until someone right. finally did just get it. it. <laughs> Because then, you know, it's almost like the media is goading you into saying it too. Like, how does it feel to be the first biological mom? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Now, you know, the media goes into saying these things. It's It's like when I was about to fight uh, Watterson, and they're like, how does it feel to be the first black woman to headline a card? And I'm like, that shit didn't happen yet. Like, (laughs) like. I mean, I guess it feels good, but I thought we were right. past this. I thought, I right. thought it happened already. 
you right, know? Right. So it's, uh, it's one of those things where like, you're kind of like, oh, wow. Well, yeah, I am proud of myself. Like that yeah. was really hard. And I don't think like, obviously she didn't mean it that way. Uh, I hope not. That's what I'm saying. I know. And I know, I know. Cause people said that to me, like, do you know, you're the first to do it. I'm like, I know. I, I, I actually didn't know, but okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at her for saying it. I think a lot of it's, it's, it's going to be one of those divisive issues though. Right. right like right, people right. love that these days. Let's get another divisive issue going. <laughs> and, and it's one of those things where it's like, okay, who are you siding with? Are you siding with biological moms or adoptive moms? Like right, anti right. LGBTQ, like, are you this or that? And it's like, no, we're just saying that, you know, it's hard to, right. It's hard to uh, bounce back from being pregnant. That's all it's it is. True. It's hard it's to true. bounce back from it. first pregnant champ. <laughs> there you go. First pregnant first, champ. First champ that was pregnant at one point. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> cut mom out of it. I was just gonna say that's the whole thing. It's, it's gonna become first. Yes, having given birth. Yeah, because nobody's dispersed. Eh, whatever. I tell you what's uh, what's what's good is that we have Adrian Yanez with us because hey, what's good about hey. him is this is it. He has not given birth, ladies and gentlemen, what? but he has given birth to an incredible career in the UFC. He uh, he's just been on a tear since winning on Dana White's Contender Series, freshly off a win over Davy Grant the same night that Misha came back uh, against uh, and had a fight against Ketlin Vieta in the main event. But listen, Adrian, thank you so much for joining us. We're happy to have you. Oh man, thank you so much. Thank y'all for having me on. Uh, I, you know what? I might have not have given birth, but I was in the room, delivery room yesterday with my significant other, and the baby is here. So, no! yeah, congratulations! Yeah, That's so amazing. I, I am not a mom champ, but you know, I was in there supporting a mom champ you know, the whole entire time. So yeah, that is uh, junior is here. Congratulations, first dad. On what had happened was. So so what so you have a son, you said? It's junior? Yes, yeah, junior. I have a junior. Yes, ma'am. Oh my gosh. Son? So how big? How big was he? So he was uh seven pounds, twelve ounces, and he was uh twenty and a half inches long. Wow. Solid. How's mama yeah. feeling? Oh, she's feeling good, all natural, all natural. Didn't didn't do the epidural. Oh. Was close, was close, but opted out. It opted out and just was like, no, nah, I'm I'm going to do it and did it all natural. Thankfully, no complications whatsoever. Uh, the, even the doctors were surprised with how well she did. I was like, oh, wow. my goodness. Well, that married is a, a fighter. Yeah, yeah married a fighter. <laughs> I was like, give me all. Give me the cold cocktail. <laughs> give it all. Uh, that's so fun. Well, thanks for doing this. Uh, day after uh, Oh, big oh yeah. Like yeah, I'm still, I'm like. I'm still at the hospital and everything. So like, yeah, like I'm back here. Like I, I would flip the camera over, but you know, she's, She's a little bit indecent feeding the baby and all that. <laughs> That's so amazing. That's so amazing. Well, so, you know, it's, it's, I mean, people always say this now that like fatherhood changes, you know, when you're a parent, like, I don't know, you're going to know it yet, but I wonder if you are going to be a different animal the next time you walk in the octagon. Oh no, I definitely like, I had definitely felt like it felt it a couple of times, like just the, uh -huh. throughout this, even just this, through this, this whole pregnancy, like I always was like, no, I have to win. I have a baby on the way. I have a baby on the way. I have to like go out there and like spectacular performances. I got to get knockouts, the bonuses, all this so is going to help. It's, sorry, excuse me. It's going to help me out. <laughs> and, and I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like being cooped up in a hospital and then drinking all these sodas, you know, it doesn't do well. 
But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it definitely put a different like stride underneath me. And then like yeah. holding him yesterday for the first time ever, I was already just like, I'm giving you everything. Like I, this, like I'm putting oh. everything. Like it, it. I have a new like, like, like it might just be because like everything's still new, but like, mm. like holy crap, my like, I every single time I look at him, I'm just like, yeah, this is this is little me and. I'm gonna give you everything. Like this is like uh, holy. Like I can't. It, it's it was like uh, it, it's 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 kind of hard to explain because it just it was just like, man, he's here. Like I I like I I'm not doing enough. I gotta do more. Like, oh man, when I go home, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I gotta yeah. So things are piling up, and I can just start feeling the changes, even though the changes have already started to happen. But the, yeah. I'm definitely like, like I gotta do more, man. College fun, college is isn't cheap, you yes, know, and all the things right. aren't cheap. Diapers aren't cheap, so yeah, fifty thousand dollars every single time I go out, added extra, you know, it's always fun. <laughs> it's like you didn't, you weren't already doing that, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna that's gonna say, no, that's amazing. That is amazing. How many are you gonna to take, hear. man? Like all of them, shit. all of them. That's crazy. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Is it's really awesome having that motivation. Like yeah. I'm sitting here, like damn. Maybe I need to have a kid real quick. Like <laughs> just real quick. Just real just quick. Just real quick. Just real quick. Yeah. Just boost my morale. But that's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. And thank you. Yeah, it's a blessing. I have been yeah, I've been in cloud nine for the past well now it's like honestly, it's probably been like about yeah, a little bit over twenty four hours. Okay. Nice. Nice. Fresh. Nice. Fresh dad. It's yeah. awesome. Well, you know, it's we we've when we asked um, a couple of weeks ago, we were like, hey, who do you guys you know, want to hear from? Who do you guys want to have on the show? And literally, yours was the number one name, you and Terrence McKinney. And so what was like number one and number two. So Terrence, what's up? You're up next. <laughs> um, yeah. but, you know, it's seriously by popular demand. And, you know, it's so interesting because, you you know, uh, there's different ways to make an impact in the UFC. And in a way, you, you, you know, you came in the cool way on, on Contender Series and you know, whenever we're working, we always like to give an extra push to guys that came off contender. Um, it's just kind of nice, you know, since it's like the farm league for us and everything. And so it's always something that we like to promote a little bit more. But I just remember I'm like seeing your name for the first time. I'm like, OK, cool. And then it's like, damn, that was a hell of a fight. See you again. a couple. Oh, all right. OK. And then I remember, you know, the cost of fight. I was like, well, oh, oh well, OK, then. Um, and now uh, with Davy Grant and stuff. So it's been really cool because I do feel like now it actually feels like it's been kind of quick, but at the same time, I don't feel like you're going too fast. Right. So do you, um, do you like the way that uh, your career is going so far in the UFC or do you kind of want to take a big jump up next? Man, honestly, it's the way it's been going is it's, it's, I feel like it's kind of fast track, but cause I wanted at least like, I wanted to be on those Cerrone numbers where I was fighting like, five to six times a year but like even then like every, every single fight has been kind of just one fight and then it was like another step like but it was a mm -hmm. bigger step than the one before and then it's just constantly just been getting been bigger steps and yeah. uh i'm I'm, a, I'm completely cool with like the step ups every single time i've been getting them so whoever's next i'm, I'm cool with it but the, like how everything's kind of just fallen into place has just been a big blessing on my end because mm -hmm. I've always felt like I've been an entertaining fighter, even from like my regional days to now. Like I just always fought 100 percent, you know, and every single time I fought, I always had the intentions of stopping some guys. And, you know, this the UFC, my UFC career has just kind of just been uh, a reflection of that. And just yeah. honestly, it's, it's been amazing how, how everything's planned out. 
and just getting the recognition from everybody like man like i i still i still kind of fan out whenever i see people like israel adesanya like my post or he, he shares something like and then seeing like everybody like i go to the ufc events and i'm just still looking around, like oh crap like that's so cool that's like oh man uh uh alan joe man seeing him i was like yeah I, I don't want, I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying not to freak out. I got to keep my cool. And then just seeing everybody, I was like, Hey, no. Okay. Then actually this last time around Tucker, Tucker Lutz came up to me. He was like, yeah, he's like, man, like I'm actually like a really big fan of you. And I was like, he was like, man, it's kind of weird. Like you're you, like you, UC fighter being starstruck. I was like, bro, trust me. I am still going through this right now. I was like my right. debut with Anderson, like I had Anderson. So I was like, I was so afraid to take a picture with them that my buddy oh. asked to take a picture. I jumped in. I was yeah. like, trust me, I, hey, look, man, I completely agree. I, I'm i still starstruck by a lot of these guys, and trust me, like, I, I'm still trying to just figure this out right now. So just it's the fact cool. that everything's kind of just flowing with it. Yeah, keep that. Keep that energy because that's going to make you excited about the next day of work, you know, yeah. like keep oh, yeah. being starstruck, keep being excited about your future. So I want to know if you have any fights in mind or have they asked you about anyone? And if you do have anything in mind, is it like a ranked opponent? Are you still looking to keep building before you bust into the top 15? Yeah, there's been a lot of great fights that actually been like I, I haven't even had like the chance to call anybody out. They've been calling me out. So like Oh you know, like the fact they're jealous. That, like, yeah. Jealous yeah, the of the limelight. <laughs> yeah, the the fact that I like uh that I haven't had to say anything and uh I'm just getting my name called. So I'm like, all right, this is this is cool. Uh yeah. you know, Sean O'Malley's a great fight. You know, he just yep. fought. Uh unfortunately I didn't get to see hardly any of the fights yesterday. But right, I, I, was busy. Doing I was doing something way better. <laughs> way better. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, and then I heard like yesterday, I just heard the rumbles after everything settled down. Uh, you know, the everything was going. Uh, Tony Kelly had called me out. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that have called me out. So I'm just like, all right, cool. That's that's 100 percent cool. I, I'm cool with any of those fights, but they're going to have to wait till April or May because man, mm-hmm. I was like, I got to make sure, uh, especially for the early stages of uh of juniors juniors life i want to be at every appointment i want to be there like 100 percent. so uh, i want to make sure i get acclimated to having a baby and then going into a fight camp and doing all that because i know i'll be exhausted but i just want to make sure i'm good there yeah Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because your life is it's it's i mean you know it's it's about to be radically changed and it's crazy (laughs) because my daughter's 15 and literally every day i still look at her i'm like i made a person you know what i mean it's like it's a trip it's literally a trip but like like you said before even too i'm like do i have enough money for her do i do i have enough money like am i doing this right like what well oh my god am i doing this right um so that will never go away just heads up on that but um but yeah you know the band and weight division it's so it's so interesting because even if you missed him last night i'm sure you heard kai kara france you know beat cody garbrandt um, we know that there's a lot of things going on. We know that, you know, TJ's still going to be out for a little while, but like you already are, are, are in a position where, um, like people would be like, well, I'd watch Adrian versus Cody. You know what I mean? And people would yeah. be like, yeah, I'd watch that. Oh yeah. That, that, that's a fun fight too. But it's, it's also kind of one of those things that I don't like picking on people after like they've taken a loss, you know, like yeah. it, it, it doesn't to me like. Like the Davy Grant fight, to me, I thought that was a great fight because it wasn't like whenever you took that loss to Cheeto Vera, I didn't take that and looked at as looking at a loss. 
because yeah. he was in the fight the whole entire time. Like, mm-hmm. like I look mm-hmm. at that fight, like a fight with like Cody Garbrandt, just seeing how he got knocked out by like Kai, and I'm just like, that's I don't want to take that fight just because like man, he just got knocked out in this last fight. You know, it doesn't. It never really kind of looks good, even though it's a great stylistically ma- stylistically right. great matchup. I'm just like that they just got knocked out. You know, just I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just probably just another sense of me too, because like people were asking me about Frankie Edgar, and I was like, "Yep, no, I don't want to." <laughs> no, right? Like, I, like I, give I, me someone who's like on the up, right? Yeah, and I don't think they want to. I to be honest, they probably don't want to fight a, a, a slick boxer right no, now either. No. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially, especially too, because like also adding to the Frankie Edgar uh, stuff, because I I still remember him as a legend and everything. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want to be the the guy that like because if I fight him, I'm pretty sure like I'm the up and coming guy. They probably want to be the guy to push me or and push me into another sta- mm-hmm. status or be like, oh, he's taking out a young contender or something like that. But if I right. go out there and knock him out, it's like I don't want to be the guy that knocks out Frankie Edgar. I don't want to do that. And then also too, if I go out there. Cause I like watching Cody Garbrandt fight. I wouldn't yep. want to go out there and knock him out and be like, Oh, well he's already on a loss. It just wouldn't do like, I wouldn't feel right just personally. Cause like, Oh, well, you know, O'Malley said it, you know, I'd want to say, I don't want to be that guy, but he's like, he hasn't won a fight since 2017. Yeah. You know, he's kind of, he got knocked down his last fight. He didn't look good when he fought Rob Font. Uh, and then the fight before, I think he was fighting his, he fought, uh, Sun Sao, and then the fight before that, um, in the fight before that, you know, I think he got stopped by uh, TJ Dillashaw. Right. Yeah. The Asuncao knockoff knockout Phenomenal. was amazing. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. But it, yeah. at the same, it's just kind of just like it's like it's tough though. I get it. I mean, it's tough because Cody can't help but get drawn into a firefight, and it's just lately yeah. just like uh, I don't know how yeah. it's going to end, bro. Especially yeah. at one twenty-five too. That was a right. really rough one for him. Right. Um, but I do have a question from an Instagram follower. Oh, yeah. Dari uh, underscore 90 asks, how does a fight against O'Malley end? Oh, I starched the guy. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it'd be a great fight. I think it'd be an absolutely great fight. But I just I feel that I, I would be able to get into the distance and, and shut his mm. lights off. You know, I, I definitely feel like I'd close the distance pretty well. Like I. I Especially kind of just even just the fight before when I was watching him fight that Chris Martini guy, even though he had a shutout performance, you know how you can like fighters can look and see and just see like, oh, there's something there. And after mm-hmm. seeing, I was like, I I see what I see what I want. And yeah, after seeing, well, I'm like, okay, I know. Well, Martino also just kind of stood there in front of him. Like, I mean, it was amazing. But oh, he didn't yeah. move, you know what I mean? He never, he never really oh, yeah. kind of got off the angle or anything. He just was like, I'm here and I'm like a, I'm yeah. a zombie. Like, and it was, was amazing. And <laughs> it was just O'Malley just circling the fence and just like Chris Martino just, just kind of just running after him the whole entire time. Yeah. Like, there's, there's not something to it, but there's something you can add to make, to make that ring a lot smaller. No, I, right. I totally right. get it. It's like he had the pressure of a fighter that would be O'Malley. He just didn't have the offense. I'm looking at the yeah. rankings right now and like like what about like you and Song Yadong? That would be what a fun about, fight. Yeah, that, that would be, really be a fun good fight. one. I, and I've known him for a long time. So I actually had interviewed him years ago when he was still in a promotion in China. And so like he was just a teenager and it was amazing. And like he's he's so good and he's so fun to watch. So I would totally oh. pay cash money for Yanez versus Song <laughs> Oh, oh I'm I would just too. saying. Money. 
Um, or like a Kyler Phillips. I'm looking at some of these guys. Kyler Phillips yeah, could be cool. Be Casey Kenny would be fun. Um, oh, yeah, all those guys are fun fights, man. I, it's it's always cool because I, I I think of myself as a fan. So all all at the same time, like I kind of wish I could take myself out and keep the same person there yeah. and just watch myself fight these guys. Cause <laughs> yeah. I know what type of a fighter I am. I'm going to go out there and like fight to the very end. So I'm like, I, I think this would be fun just to go watch. Like right. after going back and watching like the Randy Costa fight and watching the Davy Grant fight, just sitting there and just watching them as like, as a fan, like flipping the fan and fighter switch on and off. Like it's, it's fun because watching as a fan, I'm just like, dude, this is, those were fun fights, and I was yeah. like, but switching it to fight, I was like, you're an idiot, dude. Like, why are you taking <laughs> all this stuff? Why are you taking, well, that's the whole thing, you know, I would actually want to know, because if, do you know when you're having a good fight, like, like I know from my end when we're doing a show, like last week's or whatever, the post show we did, like, you can tell we were all vibing, we were having a good time, it was funny, jokes are flowing, we can tell it's a good time. Do you know in the middle of the fight, like with Randy, I know the first round was a little rough and then you were able to turn it around, but can you tell in your head, like, this looks like a classic to me, I think. <laughs> like, what are you saying now? Basically, you didn't know until you watched it after. Uh, uh, so with the Randy fight, I knew that first round wasn't for me. And I, I went to the corner kind of pissed off. I was like, I was like, it's not me. It's not me. Like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, like I was, I was mad at myself. I was like, I'm better than this. I'm absolutely yeah. better than this. And then flip the script. And then that Davy fight, I honestly, I had felt like I was, I was doing enough those whole like throughout those three rounds. I just, it didn't feel like I had it like that fight. I didn't feel like I dug deep, uh, except in the second round where he hit me in the throat twice. So that, the, <laughs> like, I, he punched me in the throat, and I remember in that fight, just like, kind of like, it was just like, like thirty seconds left of the second round. He hit me in the in the throat, and I just remember just like. Suff like almost suffocating for a second and i was like just walk around act normal act normal act normal <laughs> act normal and that was just me just kind of just like walking like circling off and everything and right at the end of the round hits me right in the throat again again and i just remember being like oh what the fuck <laughs> like sorry sorry for cussing but i was just like what the i was like again and i just remember being in my corner and my corner just asked me like like, hey, like, tell me to do this i'm trying to cough trying to listen to what they were selling me but i was like oh, i'm trying to focus like i was like water water <laughs> <laughs> and then going into that third round uh I, like i don't know i just i felt like i was doing i was just doing a great job of just circling countering and yeah. everything uh i i at the time kind of looking at the fight like looking at the fight now i can see why how many people are just like oh he's landing big shots but like i was shoulder rolling at the in the fight i was like oh that didn't come close that didn't come close but yeah. watching the watching the film after i was like oh like I can see why they thought that landed. I was like, oh, okay. But then. By they, I, do you mean Tony Weeks? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, just because it was a split decision. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so I, I I actually was asking like people around, like, uh, I asked, I know my corners are super biased. I asked them, I was like, hey, like, did y'all, like, what, what's, what's up there? And they're like, no, it, it was clear cut. And I asked Algerman. He's like, nah, that 3027 was pretty stupid. I, I oh, totally okay. thought no, it was definitely I, stupid. Uh, yeah, 3027 was weird. Um, I it it was weird to see the third round where Davy started coming and throwing all these punches, but then when you saw the replay, you could see that they were hitting his chest or hitting your chest. So yeah, I chest, think like shoulders it, and everything, you know. Yeah, uh, everything but the chin. So it's like yeah. you can see maybe the judge was at a certain angle. Anyway, yeah. Like, yeah. Right? 
it looked like it was here instead of here. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. So that's that was the thing too, because that's what that I was trying to be very. Uh, I was trying to be very like uh, non 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 biased whenever I was watching the fight, yeah. and and I was seeing it's like okay, like. Cause I, cause for a second I was really pissed off at Tony. I was about to start just like, <laughs> just starts about tweeting at him and everything. Well, yeah, just, no, I'm not I gonna blame you. I, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> let me let me be the better person. I started watching the fight and then just started seeing like I was like, okay, well they're they're at a lower level. They're kind of pushed back. They're looking yeah. up at the fight. I love how many uh, excuses you make for them. That's, I, that's... I look. I, he I knows he's got to fight again, man. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, <laughs> so look, humble. Look, right after the fight they, they tweeted out the scorecard and i was like oh he must have been texting like I, I'll, I'll be <laughs> passive aggressive a little bit yeah. but yeah, yeah uh, right now i'll make all all the excuses but when we probably wouldn't get off i'm gonna be like man what the fuck is tony weeks looking at Right. Yeah. right. yeah. No, that's messed up. You know, so listen, you had said you're still a fan, right? So how old are you? You're 24? 28. 20, 28, 28. Okay. But Baby. so who did you, I know, still very young, who who were like some of your first favorite fighters to watch, right? Because you, you've obviously been doing this for a little while now. Like who's the first ones that you were watching where you're like, damn, that, that, that boy good. <laughs> so, I, man, uh, it goes back to like, I was watching it. Okay, so the one that got me into like just watching MMA in general, I was watching Spike TV one day and I uh-huh. saw Matt Hughes slam Carlos Newton on his head and it was the U- oh ultimate God. knockouts. I can't remember if it was like seven or eight or which one it was, uh, but that's whenever they were running them back to back. They did one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten. And I saw that one and I was like, man, maybe I should look into this MMA thing. I used to think it was like a bunch of weird guys in underwear like rolling around and all that <laughs> stuff. But now, uh, I see what it is now, but yeah. Uh, after watching, I was would just watch Anderson Silva, and then after after like getting introduced like to the UFC and watching Anderson Silva, I started watching all these other promotions like WEC. Started yeah. seeing like Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo, Dominic Cruz, Arrive Favor, mm-hmm. all those guys, and I was like, I was completely amazed and was super fans and just like I mentioned them earlier. But Frankie Edgar, I was like a big like. Frankie Edgar fan just because he was a small yeah. guy beating up the bigger guys than me. I was always the shorter guy. I was like five seven, small mm-hmm. guy and everything. And then just seeing like Jose Aldo just wreck shop and then yeah. Yeah. wreck shop, Rye Favor wreck shop, and just seeing those guys yeah. just kind of just blow up. Like I have like even though like Dominic Cruz and Jose Aldo are in my division, I still have this immense respect for them that like I, I would feel bad knocking them out. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, they'd love to me. hear that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know, but I, I have so much immense respect for. Them. I just, I, I, I wouldn't know how I'd feel about signing a contract like, like mm. them on the on the other side. I would absolutely mm. like it. It'd be a weird thing for me because I'm just like, man. I, I thought by the time I got here. They would already be like in the Hall sure. of Fame, like mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. But like, you could literally, retired. you could totally fight Dom. Yeah, it's it's right, it's right there. I don't think he would take a fight with me just because he wants the top five. He wants mm-hmm. the belt. He wants that belt back, and I'm like not even ranked, so I don't think he would take that fight. Uh, only if there was like so much, like they were like, oh well, we can throw you a couple million to fight Giannis, and and that's so unrealistic just <laughs> for that. But yeah, he's trying to fight forward. Like I I completely respect that, but I had to be ranked. For, it, for some of those guys to even right. look at me. But well, even well, if he fights forward, yeah. you'll still be here. You'll be going forward too. That's oh, what I'm yeah, saying. It, yeah, oh, as long man, as you I keep moving up. Yeah, just, I wouldn't be surprised, uh, especially with how good he looked in his last fight, that he probably fights for like a title next, depending on how 
Oh yeah, yeah. That's a whole. Never mind. He that there's a possibility because that's that top that top three is like kind of like a clusterfuck up there. So there, yeah. there might be a chance. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know when Aljo can really come back because he thought he could. I mean, he's training, but they didn't clear him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a lot of movement in the middle. And Jose middle, looked great sure, the yeah. other day. I mean, you know, oh, Jose's yeah. still getting better too. That's the thing. People started. People act to. You know, granted, he was the champ for so long, but people tried to write him off. He only turned 35 in September. Like he's not. He's not 50. Like it's like yeah. everybody's trying to like be like Jose. Better ride off into the sunset. Like nope. No. You know, I mean, See, Dom doesn't have to leave either. See, that's that's crazy to me because I, I I thought they were so much more older too. Like I I, I was going on there. It was like, man, I've been watching them since I was like 15 years old. And then all of a sudden, next you know, 13 years later, I'm just like, oh, like they're still here. Like, damn, yeah. how good are like really how good are they? Like, and how mm-hmm. because I, I I just think about just like how like how well do they really take care of their bodies? Because there's guys who like they're 35 and that age that like just completely just obliterate their bodies by the time they're 30 and they're mm-hmm. still competing at the very,est highest of highest of levels and still looking young and refreshed and so good like that that to me is like actually like something to like, oh, like i that. admire <laughs> like some people <laughs> it might be in the chat <laughs> i mean girl i don't uh, know so i want to ask when did you start like boxing training because your dad was a boxer right yes yes he, he was a boxer uh back before he uh he enlisted in the military so like, okay. he was uh back and he was like competing in el paso texas and mm. like uh, alamogordo new mexico and all that mm. stuff uh, uh but he as soon as soon as he turned uh 17 he enlisted in the military and then after that uh once he got out he met my mom and then after that we were born and pretty much yeah oh yeah i went through a deep dive i, I talked too much sorry because it's full circle because you're sitting here with your son one day he's yes. gonna be telling these stories about you how crazy oh, yeah. is that oh my so god that, yeah. See, so yeah that is pretty crazy because now like i was kind of looking at myself and i was like man now i am my dad like this is yeah. this is nuts to me and that's awesome like, it's very very awesome and i'm just kind of just thinking like, man uh but yeah i I I really started training whenever I was 15 years old. Okay. I had like I started doing a little bit of a little bit of a jujitsu. Actually, I did a lot of jujitsu. Like I would do boxing with my dad's probably on the weekends. Mm-hmm. It at at most because he was always working like 12 hour shifts on his job, uh, Monday Monday through Saturday, and like he'd just be exhausted by that time. So if we, he had a Saturday off, he would show us some. But Sundays were just like just for resting he didn't do anything else he was went we went to eat and all that stuff so it's just a brutal week just for like us to you know kind of relax on sunday so uh mm-hmm. it was very seldom but i did learn a lot from him mm-hmm. and then after that then after that that's whenever uh i started training and then once i was 18 that's whenever i found my coach uh saw right and that's whenever i officially like started actually striking like I started okay. doing kickboxing, Muay Thai, and all that stuff. But I really just fell in love with the hands. Like studied the sport. Like I would sit back and actually like watch breakdowns like almost every weekend. And I was mm. watching like uh, Jack Slacks. And there's all another guy. Oh, I forget his name. Willie's. Oh. Willie Pep or whatever. Yeah, uh, huh. it's, it's Willie's. Uh, something. He has like a whole series and all that stuff. And, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> 
Cool. Well, and it's funny though because you mentioned like jujitsu though, but I, I mean, have we even really gotten to see any of that yet? <laughs> oh no, that's my best uh, hidden <laughs> kept secret. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, I started off in jujitsu. Uh, that's like, I got to my knew? purple belt. I got to my purple belt in three years, and I was like just doing like competitions and all that stuff. And I had my first fight at seventeen, and I I did I I barely knew how to throw a jab and a cross whenever I was in there, and then after that, like I was like found my coach and after that I became a striker right. and yeah I, I do fall back to my jiu-jitsu uh like whenever I'm like, in training but I don't I don't whenever I'm fighting because I just love like Houston Houston courts my finest you got like I like to start <laughs> the thing. yeah yeah I dig that <laughs> how's your ear oh it oh the wrong side yeah oh, no, no, it actually is the right side oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's gotten a lot better. It doesn't look as bad. It wasn't blow, as blown up, but yeah, it was yeah. bad, dude. Yeah, oh. now it's now it's there. Now it's you know I it's don't think it's getting squishy. any smaller than that. <laughs> just slightly, just very very just slightly. A tiny but, bit squishy. But I had to use bigger needles, and I'm not. Uh, I'm kind of afraid to use bigger needles. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm. I can, I can get punched in the face for a living, but I, as soon as I see those needles, I might break in the cold sweats. I just yeah, I get nervous and just oh, like, man. can't do it. You need to get the nurse to come in and just like prick you real quick. Oh man, yeah, no. You, you see, doctor, as soon as he pulled the needles out, I just I took a I accidentally took a look and I was just I I turned white. I was like, yep, nope, not doing that. Uh, drained it and I said a couple words and then I just was just like, I'm never doing that again. Uh, yes. That's so funny. Yeah, so funny. Hey, so uh, what do you do when? Um, I mean, now you know you're you're going to be up uh, all random hours. So if you're sitting down in front of the TV, like if you're putting on Netflix or HBO or whatever, like, what do you, what are you watching? What do you, do you have any hobbies? Like, what do you do when you're not fighting? I know it's all about to be consumed with baby stuff, but. Oh yeah. No, I was like, like I kind of would just come home after training and just play like a lot of like video games and all that stuff. It's like, Apex, Apex Legends. I'm really big into oh. that. That's one of my favorites. Because we are streaming okay. on Twitch right now, and you guys yeah, might have to maybe play on we Twitch can sometime. like yeah, yeah team up. I, yeah, I love Apex. Play. I usually play either. Uh, so ever since they came out with Ash, I've been maining her for for a little bit. But I do okay. play that random. I do play Fuse uh, on Apex, and then uh, every once in a while, if I get the chance, I'll play Mirage and Octane. Okay, okay. So we don't have any uh, competing characters. I usually yeah. play with uh, Bangalore or Lifeline, but I, I suck. You might not want to invite me no, in. No, but... no, no. Trust me, I'm I'm, but... I'm on that page too. I think <laughs> I I have a couple good games every once in a while. Like, and I'll I'll post my good games every once in a while. But after that, it's I'm pretty. I'm like <laughs> <That's it. laughs> I tell I I'll message people message people like if they have like a. If we get a win, I'll just text them like, thank you for the hard carry. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, for those of us who don't play a lot of games, is that what kind of game is that one? That's uh that's pretty much like it's a uh I don't uh how do I explain that game? It's pretty much is like it a RPG? first person like, shooter. Yeah. Okay, uh, first person shooter. shooter. What do you call it when you die immediately? Battle like a battle royale. Battle royale, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Okay. Battle royale yeah. first person shooter. Then yeah. this one's this one's pretty fun. It's it it kind of it's it's in the mix. It's like a in between version of like a Fortnite and Call of Duty because it still mm-hmm. has okay. like a little bit of like a character type of deal in it. So like it's not like all the way a hundred percent hardcore like 
like blood guts and everywhere but <laughs> also still kind of cartoonish Arms. where it's just good enough <laughs> yeah you know, <so>. yeah <laughs> you could play it in front of your son he won't Oh, yeah. Be traumatized. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. All right. We might have to squat up one day. I'm down. (laughs) Nice. Well, yeah, because I'm terrible. I'm terrible at them. But that, so, yeah. (laughs) Major game. No, it's funny. Actually, no, I went, I I went to, I, 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 you know, I like my old school games. I like my centipede. Um, Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I need one of those. I bought once, you know, they have, they sell those old school Atari things where you like, it's preloaded with a bunch of Mm -hmm, games. mm -hmm. And so I was thinking I wanted to get another one of those to take to Vegas every weekend. Cause you know, while I was working and just staying in that hotel, the same hotel, and I'm pretty much almost always in the exact same room and everything too. And I was like, well, I, if I have this thing, I can like leave it there or hide it, you know what I mean? Or I could like leave it at work and just grab it when I'm there and just play in the hotel room or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I always bring my uh, my SNES, my Super Nintendo, or or one of those Neo Geo or something like that. Right. Well, the kid always playing their her. Uh oh. Oh. Do we lose her? A little bit. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I oh, have one we more. Go. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Hey. Go ahead. Uh, one more question. One more question, because I know you got to go. Um, yeah. You said your boxing is the best in the UFC. Who do you think is your biggest competition when it comes to that title of best boxing? Not best dad boxing, but just best oh. boxing. Oh, yeah. Max yeah. always can come get that too, man. Oh, best <laughs> yeah. dad boxing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here with it. You know, I would pick on Daniel Cormier, but he's retired. So I want to pick on old people, but uh, oh man, but, oh, that's no. picked out of right there. No, that hurt me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard I got real salty when he, when I found out that Dr Pepper was sending him stuff and not me. So I got What's real up with salty. That? Yeah, oh, uh, they sent me they sent me some uh, Dr Pepper, uh, like the chocolate Dr Pepper to try out and everything. Yeah, like, this is pretty cool. Uh, and was it they, good? they'll they'll. <laughs> I haven't tried it. I was supposed okay. to, I was supposed to take it with me to uh, to Vegas after the Davy fight, but there was just right. everything was kind of like I was gonna do it like uh like live and do a live like, right right and taste testing, but oh uh, no, nah, everything was just so hectic at the time that I was just like I'm just not <laughs> I'm just not. So uh, luckily I still have it at home. It's waiting for me back at home, so I'll probably nice. do it for Christmas or something. But nice, uh, yeah. They still DM me every once in a while, so and they'll still retweet me on on Twitter. But I'm just like, uh, yeah, that's good enough. But keep <laughs> sending me some stuff if you can. They gotta send yeah. you more. You were out here working for them. Like we did all oh, a bunch man. of stories about it on the show. We were all talking about that. We were choosing sides and all this stuff. By the way, I'm Team Dr Pepper. I don't really care for peanut butter, so of course I took Dr Pepper in that one. Um, but uh, you know, it's just kind I used to be getting more. Yeah, you should be getting L- little plug. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, <laughs> perfect timing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but to revert back good. to your question, it's definitely Peter Young. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll go all the way back around. Over yeah, here. to the competition. There we go. It's Peter yeah. Young, but okay. I'll make it look easy. <laughs> yeah, you do. You make it look a lot easier than him. His is yeah. very like a yeah, lot of very... a lot of tension there. A lot of like super tightly super coiled super muscles. high. High, 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 high guard stuff that he mm. does, and he's like very like touch and go type of deals. Mm-hmm. But he does does do a really good job to uh, to make adjustments and uh, and especially in an MMA fight, he has the luxury of throwing those kicks. 
But when if we just kind of just revert it back down to just straight boxing, yeah. and he's just only gonna have the two weapons that he has, and I think with the high guard, that mm-hmm. that the high guard game that he plays, I feel I'd be able to pick him pick it apart because mm-hmm. I I love whenever whenever guys got like when we just do the boxing sparring. Oh yeah, like I love when people just have a high guard. Yeah. I love it because I, I love I love tearing it down. So that's yeah. my favorite part. So yeah, I, it would definitely be Jan for sure. But I close sec, cl- definitely a close second with just hands is definitely Julio Arce. Third would probably be actually tied for two is Max Holloway just because of volume. Yeah. Okay. Number, he's number three just because he's bigger than me and I I feel like he's really good is Dustin Poirier. But <laughs> that, nice. You know a yeah. lot of these guys. Like, if you beef me up, you know, put me on that uh, Brazilian SIE and all that stuff, I'll probably, <laughs> probably be able to do some things. Hey, well, that's the whole thing is in, in the future. Well, you know, and with Jan too, you'll have I, I, I maybe a two and a half, three inch reach advantage at least, right? Is yeah, he's at a 67, right? I think he's so. 67 like inch reach. I got a, uh, a, it depends because some people say I'm 70 or 69 and a half. Some people say something like, because uh, back in the day, like I can't remember the last time I did with the UFC, but I right. think whenever I was in the UCA, they said 70, but uh, uh, some people said 70 and a half. Some people said 69 and a half, but it's, mm. I, I think it's 70 for sure. Yeah, because I think he's I think he's like five, five or six. Right. And you're five, eight, five, seven, eight. Yeah. Five, seven. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. tiny. Yeah. Man. He yeah. looks yeah. smaller yeah. in person, too, because he's so compact. So and he's so muscle. He heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's so thick. He's so thick and yeah. heavy. But, yeah. But, like, I've always noticed that those guys are the hardest ones to spar because they're just so compact and tight that they, they just have that little twist to just throw that overhand or overhook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's weird. And then they turn into a ball. Yeah. There's nothing, no way to get <laughs> no. in. There's like a little <laughs> ball. <laughs> I, I remember being 18 and uh, sparring one of those guys, like little, like one of those little Russian guys, shorter mm-hmm. than me, just super compact. And just me thinking, like, well, man, I, I kind of want to make it a little competitive with myself because. Like I was like, God, let me try shooting on this guy. I shot in and I felt like I ran into a brick wall. Mm-hmm. Like he stayed in his boxer stance and everything. And I'm over here trying to hit a blast double on him. And like, I just ran into a brick wall and I was just like, I got up, shook myself off. And I was like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. But, like you don't know if it was a hip bone, if it was an elbow, I, you just know yeah. it hurt. Yeah. It just hurt. I just said, okay, I'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, listen, yeah, we know you are in the hospital and, uh, you have a lot to deal with, but, um, and it, we just really are so psyched that you could do this. And like we said, like you were the number one name when we asked everybody who they wanted to hear from. So I know that's got to feel good. I know you said you're still a fan, but you got to start to, you know, recognize that you're building your name and it's, <laughs> and it's really great. Like you're just off to such a great start. So, uh, so yeah, oh, thank you. And thank y'all so much. Thank y'all so Merry much for having me on. This was fun to me. Yeah, this is fun. Merry Yay. Christmas, y'all. Happy holidays. Have a, have, yeah. have a happy new year. I'm so glad my son came before two weeks before Christmas because uh, now, you know, it's like I don't have to buy so many presents on Christmas. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. They'll be buying you presents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the big I, I, I just got the stink look, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I know who you're buying a present. I know you better get <laughs> one person. Somebody. <laughs> oh, that's um, funny. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. But yeah, well, thank you so much. And yeah, congrats on uh, on all your success so far. And uh, I guess we'll see you in April or so, right? Oh, yeah. April, May, you know, I, I was I kind of always wanted to do that Mexican thing and fight around Cinco de Mayo. So I think that would be yeah. a great thing to do. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, 
That would be awesome. Looking forward to it. And uh, thank you, Mrs., for letting you take some time away from (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, They they said, they said, uh, thank you so much for letting letting me have this time. (laughs) (laughs) She just laughed. She's rolling him around. All right. Thank you so so much. That's so sweet. That's awesome. Have Have a a great evening. Bye. Oh, my God. I love that. I can't take it. I can't take it. I'm so emotional right now. (laughs) Dude, like he said every single thing you're supposed to say as a new father. Like like literally every single perfect thing you're supposed to say. I know. It's so sweet. Wow. I want to be a father. (laughs) What a good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's a real good dude. So humble too. Like I love that he has he he knows how to ride the line of humble but confident. Yeah, really well yeah. because you know he he like he's feeling himself right now, but he's he also should. still in awe of the fact that he actually got there. Because you know yeah. when you're growing up uh, around martial arts, around like the MMA scene, you see a lot of people who who have beat up stars who could beat up stars, but they never get to that next level. They never break it into the big mm-hmm. scene. So I think there's a lot of respect there for the fact that he was able to make it against, you know, against a lot of odds. There's not that many fighters in the UFC and there's thousands mm-hmm. among thousands who could be, you know, who have the totally. skills to be. So, um, so it's really cute to see that little young man of his little young son being all humble and, and he's just a killer in there. I love it. I love it. I love it too. And I'm not kidding. We, we talk about him a lot at work and even when he's not fighting, he's a guy that gets referenced a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When we're talking about other bandoms and stays in uh, people's minds, and he's in, he's in our minds mouths. and he's definitely a person that we all at work were like, yeah, no, this dude is a rising star. Like there's mm-hmm. no, there's no doubt about it. Like it's just a fact. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool. I'm just curious if, if, if people agree that, but you know, well, some people are talking about some of the other things, but I, some of the things that we talked about, I kind of wanted to follow up on and, you know, the Cody thing and yeah, you know, so he goes down and wait, Kai Kara France is no joke. He's, he's a monster, man. He's, he's so sick. He's yeah. So he's really good. good. Yeah. And so what, where does Cody go from here? Because do you think, okay, well, he made the cut and that's just not where he should be. He should, he was too depleted. He needs to go back to 35 or does he go, that was not the right, you know, that's not a real test because it's just the first time I need to judge it on two fights or Um, what what do we do? I don't know. I think, I think um, he just fought the wrong guy, (laughs) you know, like, I think, I think it's a tough fight to go down and fight, but also, Cody is has taken a lot of damage. So you have to wonder, you're not really going to know until he has his next fight. Like, and if he doesn't have it at 125, then we're never going to know. But if he has another fight at 125 and he does well, he gets hit, he doesn't go down, then that's a good sign that maybe he just fought the wrong kid. He fought someone who's on a tear, who's a knockout artist and you know, everyone else is going to have problems with them. Like, you but he's the, never going to get an easy fight. He's Cody Garbrandt. What's that? He's never going to get an easy fight. He's Cody Garbrandt. He so can neat, fight neat. grapplers. He can fight people who go to decision a lot and win decisions. Yeah. Like, it's not no fight is easy. But when you're no, fighting someone like who has that scrappy, 
Yeah, but not many 25ers have that touch of death. And I think that's why yeah, he went down true. in the first place. Like, true, it's the true. same with, with straw weights. A lot of yeah. us don't have that power to just put someone down. Like, most don't because it's a physics thing. You got to yeah. be able to move the head and, and, and take enough force and knock the head off of the block, you know. And um, you don't see that that often at 25 or at 35, but definitely yeah. more often at 35. So I think right. he went down because he could. And because, you know, the chin's gone through some wars. And if right. he's going to get in a war, maybe getting in a war against someone a little smaller With would be a better power. idea. Yeah. But uh, but Kaikar France, he has knocked out a lot of people. So yeah. it was a big test. And I think if he went up against someone who didn't necessarily have that, like, that, like, nasty knockout power, which a lot of those uh, flyweights don't, then yeah. he could actually show his skill set and be a little more successful. So it sucks that because whenever you do something new as a fighter, everyone's like, ah, you shouldn't have done that new thing. You know, it yeah. sucks because like maybe he's on the right course, but he right. just got unlucky. He just the wrong guy went up against someone who he was never going to beat, you know, at 35 or at 25. So, you know, it's hard to say. Yeah, it was a tough one because Cody is a good dude. I like him a lot, but so is Kai. And, you know, when you see somebody like Kai being able to still be on the rise and you knew that that's such a huge feather in his cap, it was, you know, it's one of those fights. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, geez, like, oh, that sucks. Like, it, yeah. you're happy for one, you know, yeah, you're happy for one dude, you're, you're sad for the other. It's kind of the... Um, the way the way it goes, I do feel that I just want to look if there was any uh, comments here or whatever. People, Joe is saying he liked the effort of him trying 125. He can make it. It's just that Kai is a beast. Yeah. And showed mm -hmm. why he's number six. So that's kind of like what you were saying, Ange. But, you know, um, and he's always going to be a draw, right? Mike Barat says that he's Cody's always a draw. He's always going to get big fights and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so here's the thing. I had, you know, we have said this before on the show that we, I, I even tweeted it that in the main event, um, we had two incredible options for champions in Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier, but that I was very clearly uh, a super fan of one of those. <laughs> and so I was quite pleased with the win. Last oh, I night. bet you were. I bet uh, you were having a little mini heart attack, though. <laughs> yeah, my daughter, my daughter even said, she's like, you sound like you're having a panic attack. You know, yeah. and she doesn't talk like that, but, uh, but, but she, I was bugging out. I was bugging yeah. out because that, that was, I mean, that was a great fight. And so here's my thing is Poirier is so, so, so good and such a great guy and a humanitarian. He does so many good things for people. I just have been an Oliveira fan for like ever, like mm -hmm. forever, forever. Mm -hmm. So that's just like, a, I've just been like a ride or die fan of his, even when he lost, even before when everybody said he was a quitter, even with mm -hmm. the weird Nick Lentz fights, like all this stuff. I'm like, nah, man, nah, nah. I what is down. it about like, you? What is it a, not about you? About what is it him? about him that makes you such a diehard? I, well, like back in those days, like I admit, yeah, he was uh, inconsistent. But when he was on, he was so freaking on, right? Mm. And like the back, the climb, like the submission, like I'm just going to jump up here and get one. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like the ability and the creativity that he has with submissions, I was very impressed with. But mm. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think there's something, I just like his look, like the super <laughs> sharp angled, he looks like, he looks like, like a, like a like a I don't I don't know like it's a like camel. a predator like a lizard killer oh. like a like a, no no I think I think it's so I know it's I, saw a camel. 
I sound like a freakazoid, but like he he looks like he's he's like built for like, like a he, dinosaur like, man. Yeah, like if I was, you know, how I tell you I like to play Baraka if I'm playing uh, Mortal Kombat. Like he okay. looks like he'd be a cool Mortal Kombat character that was like yeah. half reptilian, half man. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's something about him. And then when he kicks in with the blonde hair, I was like, oh no! Like it just there's something that looks very striking, and he's so lanky. And I don't even know. Like I don't know. I just I just was a fan. And and I like think I said, we need he, to go to the chat and find out what animal when, he actually looks yeah, like. Yeah, I feel like he's more of like in the camel giraffe category, giraffe. like something because he has a, like the long face and he has like uh you know the like I see uh, what you're saying. He does have a long okay. eyes, long face. But people are laughing. Mister offense Af Mister. Afu sensei. Oh, what? I'm saying lizard killer. Oh. I mean that in like the best way. Like I don't I mean, I mean lizard it killer a MMA. A gecko. No, it's like I mean it's like a compliment of like a killer gecko. Oh, like a like he, he does. He looks so badass to me. Uh, I just yeah. I don't know what it is. Like and he it, looks like it. when uh when they um what is that thing called deviant art? When they do deviant art and it'll be like a, a lizard man in a suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like that's what he looked like going to the right, press conference. Like, on, a hot like lizard man, right, right, and everybody thinks yeah. that like aliens or lizards. So maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe he's from another planet, and he's like I from the planet he Jujitsu. He's from yeah. the planet of Mother freaking Jujitsu, planet Kimura. Can, so um, the funny thing is, is again, like so, so Kiddo was like sitting with me watching, and she was drawing or whatever. She used to take Jujitsu with Cobrina actually. Um, and because he's so close and he's amazing. And we were like, Oh my God, if you could train with Cobrina, who won the grand slam, like, why wouldn't you? Well, okay. guess what? It's, it's a really competitive gym. And the people who go there to train with Cobrina are really, really competitive because he is the best. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't really that into it, but anyway, we, we would go over there all the time. So she knows a little bit about jujitsu because she went up Was there. Is that you know, your was, sister? Daughter, daughter. Oh, yeah. I don't daughter. know. Okay. Yeah, I don't okay. Know. So she went there for a little while. So she knows, you know, she knows a little bit about jujitsu. So Charles is making the walk. I'm like, baby girl, baby girl, baby girl. He's got the most submissions in the whole UFC. And like, even she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, baby. Like of all time, like the most, most, like all of them. Like, and then she's like, that's pretty cool. You know? And so then when we're watching and there he is like climbing up on his back, I'm like, look at this. You know what I mean? And she's like, yeah, "Yeah, okay. That's actually pretty, pretty cool. Actually, you know? And I was like, yeah, Yeah. like, it's impressive. I just, I just, that's like, a really big reaction from a teenager. From a teenager, dude, Huge. that's a lot. People, that's like, big, that's, wow. massive. that's <laughs> massive. But I think that's what it is, is I just really enjoy um, seeing excellence in motion, right? Like, I see, like, it's like when you see the people who are the best at what they do, it's just fun to watch. And to me, he's just really fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. He is. He is. I mean, that fight proved it. He was very fun in that fight. Even when he got dropped, he like went for some kind of like takedown and like landed on his right. back and then popped up real quick. I was like, whoa, 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 what's happening? You know, is he's he's incredible. Like, um, yeah. definitely, you know, gonna be really hard to beat in the future, especially since you know he already took out uh he already took out Poirier, he took out um Who's it before? Chandler. Uh, Chandler, Michael Chandler. Uh, so Geechee's probably going to be next. Yep. I don't know. What does the chat think about that Gaethje's one? How that's gonna, how what how that's gonna unfold if that happens? Yeah. What do you guys think about Gechi versus Oliveira? 
And um, I know people are still still debating about Nunez versus Pena, whether Pena actually won or did <laughs> Nunez just ruin it for herself and not come in prepared. I, I really felt like I wish she'd gone to the press conference because I feel like the reason people are saying these things is because yeah. she didn't give an excuse. Like people love to hear from the loser, like right. what happened? Why what did you happened? Well, what, what happened? What happened? What you got to tell us why you let this right. shit happen. I well, because, you yeah, know, and $47,000 on you. How that's what you I was going to say. <laughs> people are going to start with the conspiracy theories of like, what, you know, well, I heard she was hurt. And I actually, I'm not going to lie from some people in the camp. Like, I, I mean, or I didn't hear them from people in the camp, but there were things swirling that maybe she had had an injury during camp, but I don't know if that's true or not. Oh, uh, was it and, a jaw injury? No, that's the whole thing. So even the, even, the alleged, yeah, even the alleged thing had nothing to do with what I saw in the fight. You know what I mean? So like, I don't believe it now. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so yes, you're right though. If she had gone to the press conference, we would have had some kind of clarity or closure or something on what exactly happened. But, you know, yeah. maybe she, maybe she will talk, but I'm sorry. I was just laughing because um, somebody said that I would, so Beanie, Shawnee said that I was writing the script to Jurassic Park, the next Jurassic Park <laughs> with all of her being the lizard man that comes back to kill people. That's oh, funny. Man. That just made me laugh. I'm sorry. <laughs> that made me laugh. But yeah, yeah, what do people, what do people think? Um, some people are saying they thought they heard that Anne, Anne, Amanda didn't even really train that hard. Mm. Um, she said, people are saying that Juliana said that she heard that American top team wasn't taking her seriously that I guess. So maybe, I mean, look at that mm. is a distinct possibility that they underestimated yeah. Juliana. I mean, yeah, but when so much is at stake, like you're not, but if you've been that, the champ for that long, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Cause you know, I'm the biggest Amanda fan. Yeah. Devil's advocate. Yeah. What if she was getting comfortable and what if she was not, you know, not taking her seriously enough and figured, oh, you know, Jermaine beat her and subbed her and I, I can do the same because she'll, yeah, she'll overreact and I can count on her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I just think that's such a weird thing to happen to someone who's shown up so many times and outperformed yeah. what we expected her to. Yeah, I know you don't believe it, but you have to, you have to be the voice of these yeah. people who come in with these crazy accusations. Um I, it's just really hard for me to believe that someone who has been so responsible, if if anything, maybe like her home life, maybe being a mom is actually pretty hard when you didn't pregnant her. <laughs> maybe it's pretty hard. Maybe that took Still away hard. from some of uh, from some of her uh, training. Possible. Maybe she had to be there for Nina a little bit more. I know she got injured, and I'm actually mm-hmm. fighting the bitch. Nina was supposed to fight. Thanks, Nina. But uh, <laughs> but who knows what was going on in her home life? What was going right. on in the cage? Like the maybe one it moment- was more time losing weight and less time training. Training, right? Yeah, like the one moment I did think oh something's up was the first round when Amanda was on top of Pena and she was just smiling and like at first I was like ah look she's she's playing with her food but then I was like wait a second she should be like trying to finish this thing like she should be hunting for an arm trying to like lock something up lock up a choke or something or put her back on her back but instead she was just kind of holding and stalling 
from a really good position where she can transition to being on top of Pena and just being a good place to finish the fight. But instead she kind of sat there and chilled and then Pena was able to work back up to her feet. So maybe that was the moment where she was like, I'm a little tired, you know, like maybe that was the moment that she was like, Whoa, this might be a little harder than, than I thought. And then going into the second round, I don't think she was, I don't think she was being sloppy until she got rocked. I think yeah. once she got rocked, she was like, Oh shit. And tried to punch her way out of it. And I, and that's really what I saw. I didn't see her being sloppy up until that point, aside from when she was chilling on top of her. I have a question. So yeah, that's exactly my question for you. Ange. is because it obviously Amanda has a higher fight IQ than that. So mm-hmm. at what point in a fight, and I know you know this too, and it's happened to you and you have your strategy, you have your game plan, you know it, you know what you're going to do. And then a bitch pops you and it's out the window, right? So like how often, I mean, like how hard is it to maintain that composure of the strategy and the through line when you're getting lit up like that? I don't know. I've never been hit like that. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's like straw weights or something, because like, I feel like the hardest I've been hit was the Andrade fight. And all that did was go, okay, time to go. You know, like (laughs) we're not feeling each other out. We're fighting, you know? So, so it's, uh, but you were still able to stick to your game plan. You didn't just get drawn into a firefight. No, because like our our plan was to move backwards and to hit as she charged forward. And that's pretty much all I could do, you know. So if anything, the game plan worked, it just didn't work enough. But in this case, um, I don't think they prepared for getting rocked, you know. And when you do get rocked, like you a lot of times you don't know what's happening. You don't remember what's happening. Because it hasn't really happened to Amanda either, really. And you you kind of have goldfish brain, I think, where like I don't I see and I can't even speak from experience because I haven't been rocked like in a fight, you know, like I I get hit hard, but it's not I'm not wobbling and losing memory and stuff or forgetting parts of the fight. Um, but like when you get rocked, you, your brain resets, your brain resets and you're like, oh shit, I'm fighting. Boom. And then you get rocked again and your brain resets and you're like, oh shit, I'm fighting. And like the one thing that I was most surprised is that she didn't try to grab her or shoot on her because that's uh-huh. usually the response when you get hurt and you're not expecting right. it and you have good wrestling like Amanda does. You're like, oh, time to grab, you know, <laughs> no more of that. And I was really surprised that she didn't go to that. I think maybe yeah. she thought, and in the cyborg fight, I do feel like she got hit a little bit because the right. cyborg did connect and throw her chin back and like snapped her head back. But I feel like maybe she thought, and I've done this before where I see a situation that might be um, not smart, <laughs> but it worked out for me a fight before. And I'm like, you know, it might be not smart to throw 10 knees in a row, but last time I did it, I got the knockout. So then you do it this time and then you get taken down. So <laughs> I've been in that situation where I'm like, this might be a dumb decision, but it worked out for me in my last fight. Yeah. So I'm going to do, I'm gonna do yeah, it again. And I think maybe when she got rocked, but she was still in a in the range to hit Pena back. Maybe she was like, well, this happened with Cyborg. Right. I'm going to just keep hitting her because that worked last time, but it didn't work this time. So there, I have a lot of theories that could have been 
related to Nunez not just being shit all of a sudden that a lot of, and that's what MMA fans like to do. They like to I say, know. oh, oh, Nunez is shit. Uh, Pena, so but bad. so is Pena, you know, like just give the girl her credit, give Pena her credit, give Nunez her credit too. They're both great yep. fighters and yep. Pena just like, uh, she just scammed all of us. We all, she scammed, she backed up what she said. <laughs> she, she said she was going to do us. it. Yeah. She that told us she was going to do believe it. Her, and then and she, she did, did the it. damn thing she said she was going to do. Yeah. Like, you're like, I got to give it up to you. Like, yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah. Do? You know, it, yeah. I listen. Uh, I think part of it is, yeah, maybe, uh, you know, it's not like Amanda's really been rocked. Like you said, Cyborg maybe landed a little bit on her, but nobody else has really challenged Amanda like that. And also maybe the hesitancy was, okay, wow, I'm getting lit up here on the feet and I'm surprised I'm getting lit up here on the feet. But, but Juliana's even more, she's even better on the ground, right? Is what, is what the storyline was before this fight. Is that if that, if that were the, if there was a way for Juliana to win, it was on the canvas, which ultimately she did win. But if anything, so maybe Amanda was like, well, shoot, even though I'm getting touched up here, this is still actually the lesser of two evils because I'm really powerful. But yeah, she didn't seem as powerful on Saturday. So I don't and know. she didn't she didn't seem to um I mean she didn't have that that hiccup with Felicia Spencer. And that right. was also the storyline. Um right. so maybe there was just a lapse in confidence all of a sudden because she she was on top of Pena and she didn't want to do anything with it. So I yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of hard that you and you can never really judge how good someone's gonna be on the ground until you actually go to the ground with them and wrestle right. it out. And right. Nunez has not seemed afraid of any grappler that she's faced until this one. So yeah. definitely uh, interesting the way yes. it played well, out. No, I know. And what people are saying too, though, that's that it was, you know, it's been a while since she's fought at 35, you mm. know? And so, yeah. Um, so like what you were saying with the weight cut thing, like that, that has to be hard. Like I always talk about going down to Adam weight. Like if they put in the Adam weight and you be you, so mean, you bitches better watch out. <laughs> but I fought at Adam weight before it was a long time yeah. ago, but I fought at Adam weight before. And um, it would just be so hard to feel strong in both. Like if I were to go down to Adam weight, I have to lose so much muscle and body mass just to make weight. And then if I wanted to go back to 115, I'd look like a stick again. And like when I, my first fights in the UFC, I was a stick, you know, and then I started beefing up and now I feel like a little more competitive size, but to go back down to 105 would be really hard. So the jump back and forth, even if it's like twice a year is it's still a lot of changing your body to the and it's something like when I talk about beefing up, it took me like a good five years of just yeah. eating a lot and lifting weights and putting muscle that wasn't just going to fall off of me as soon as I skipped a meal. And um, right. yeah, it's, it has to be hard. It has to be hard to go in between the weight classes and still feel strong in both. Like yeah. you really, you really sacrifice one for the other if you're bouncing back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, hey, so was there anything else that really stood out to you uh, last night? And maybe we can look and see if the fans had anything, too. Was there um, any other fight? You know, everybody, that Erin Blanchfield, people talking about her now. Yeah, you know? yeah, that was a good fight. That was surprising how dominant she was. I know, I mean, Miranda was frustrated. Yeah, I hadn't seen her fight before. So maybe that's why I was so surprised. 
um, Blanchfield that is, but Miranda has always looked very well-rounded, looked mm-hmm. like, you know, a force, a force in every part of the game. And Blanchfield was just like, nope, we're going down, baby. And she just kept sitting on her and transitioning and hitting her. And then and when it got back up, she'd do some other cool trip. It was really cool to watch. So, yeah, um, yeah she put on a master class for, like, takedowns in MMA and how to how to really, like, wrestle up somebody. And uh, didn't get the submission, right? Didn't get a finish. But it, no, it was no, a very it dominant was fight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a good fight. Yeah. It was a good fight. So very impressive about her. Um, yeah, oh, uh, about- oh, uh-huh. I, I was just going to mention uh, the flyweight, uh, Jillian Robinson. Yeah, that yes. submission too. She has the most submissions in flyweight history. Very yeah. impressive. Right. Yeah. So that was That's a big right. one for her as well. Um, That's and right. your boy Dom. That's what I was going to ask you about, Dominic Cruz. Um, You know, Dominic Cruz getting the win over Pedro Munoz. It was a very competitive fight. Your first round was Pedro's, second round and third were Dom's. You know, what did you think? I mean, you know, it's funny because what I didn't like was going into this week and into the fight, there was this whole thing because Dominic had criticized DC's operation for fight nights and said that DC doesn't watch film and DC doesn't do this and doesn't do that. And I thought that was unfortunate. I don't like when you know, you don't like when your friends get into a disagreement at work. You're all supposed to be a family. You're not supposed to do that. And even if we have those feelings, you don't take it out to the public. (laughs) Uh, You know, you would keep that inside. I'm like, please, nobody ask Dom what he thinks about my work. (laughs) Don't ask. So exactly. I don't want to (laughs) know. Right. So I was I was bummed about that and I didn't I didn't like the tension and the, you know, what attention as well that it brought to, to it this week. But you know, it's always stressful to watch Dominic fight. It's always, I had two teammates fighting last night because Santiago Ponzinibbio fought as well okay. against uh, Jeff Neal. And that was a close fight and he lost. That was a split decision, I believe, right? So I was uh-huh. bummed because Santiago is a really good guy. I like seeing him at work. We work a lot of the same weekends. That, you know, I see him all the time. And, uh, you know, again, it's like the, the veteran guys. You, you root for your homies and stuff. And so I had two homies on the card. And with Dominic, I just get nervous because – with the injuries that he's had, I'm always mm. wondering like, how healthy is he really going into this mm. fight, you know? And even though we were talking about Jose Aldo and some of these people being younger than you think, in a lot of ways, Dominic's body is older than he is, you know, because of the <laughs> injuries. No, but because of the injuries he's had to deal with, I feel like it sucks. It's just like his fighting spirit is so, what? His fight, that's, I, I'm trying, I'm so not trying to be mean. You're laughing, but you know what I mean? He wants to fight you about it. His body's like, no, nope, you're taking two years off. Like it's, it sucks. I just, oh my god! I just, I just imagine like Benjamin Button or like, or like Dom's head on like Mr. Burns's body. Mr. Burns, I'll fight you one more time. You're right. All of his injuries are actually holding them together. If you fix fix the MCL, then it'll throw everything else off. You just got to keep it all injured. Uh, Yeah, man. Dom, I mean, he is the best inspiration story for anyone who has been frustrated from getting injured at a gym, getting set back, uh, you know, having to pull out of fights, being out for like 
one, two, three years and then trying to make a comeback. He's the best inspirational story yeah. for that person because, dude, like he comes back and it's like he didn't miss a step. Like, um, I was That's I was great. really worried for him this fight because me too. Munoz is a knockout artist. He's so good. His leg kicks are are scary. Like there's he he pulls so many problems from Dom, for Dom and yeah. he answered them all, especially since he was given the chance to come back and not waved off like some chick fight. <laughs> they actually <laughs> totally. They actually let him fight it out, get in. I think Dom learned from that experience too, because he wasn't just on the leg and trying to come up. He was on the leg and he was rolling. He was moving, yeah. rocking back and forth. He's like, I'm alive down here. I'm alive. Don't, Don't stop you this dare fight. call it. Don't you fucking dare. So, uh, so yeah, kudos to Dom for, you know, not just complaining about the situation, but finding a way to stop it from happening in the future. I mean, that's like his whole deal is like, uh, you are the person who manifests your destiny. So you can complain about something, but fix it yourself. You're the only person he have control over. So figure yeah. out a way around that thing. And, uh, and that was perfect. He played that perfectly. He got rocked, but he was able to come back. And Munoz was just like, so frustrated from missing him and getting stung like two or three times for every one punch he would land. So very good job, Dominic. Bravo. Masterclass over there. Masterclass in footwork, bobbing and weaving, being weird, hitting when you're not supposed to be able to hit. You know, uh, Dom has all the all the cool moves. Uh, was happy to see that. <laughs> well, Queen Queen um, Bodica Radiant is saying she didn't oh, yeah. used to care for Dominic's attitude, but she really likes him now. <laughs> uh, He's like uh, that stank character on a sitcom a that you tricky. actually like you you can't wait to hear what they say about a situation. You know what I mean? Like you ever watch Parks and Rec and there was like the gay guy mm. on there who yeah. would always say something like really snide. But then after a while, you're just like, oh, I can't wait for him to say something about this. <laughs> yes, yeah. Dom, Dom is our he's our beloved carmageddon old man. At, yeah, at, at the age of thirty, whatever he is, he's his he's body our, and his mind is old. He's our crusty old neighbor. <laughs> bless his heart, and don't all ever of change. him is like, old except for his uh, stamina. <laughs> and I say that all with love. Um, I do. I love him, but he he he. Dom is a one of a kind dude, man. He really is. He is. So listen, uh, you know, I should. I feel like we should m- use this time that we have as a little bit of a pre-fight interview for you, because folks who should oh, know, no. <laughs> Angie is fighting on Saturday. We have one fight night left for this year. I will be working this one. I'm very excited. But as I just said last night, I had two of my homie co-workers working or fighting and working. Yes, they were at work. And that was very stressful. So now I get to actually be on the premises when you fight. Oh, great. Hooray. Um, yeah. so, much fun. so just please get it over with early. But um, but yes, you have a big fight coming up against Amanda Lemos. You are fighting on Saturday. So mm-hmm. now that you, I, I know you posted some pictures and you were training with some some girls and uh, wrapping it up. So how did your last week go? How are you feeling as you approach this fight? 
Um, it went pretty good. Uh, I, um, like I said, Adam's been in Paris this week, so I was on my own, but it was the taper down week. So he didn't really need to watch training too much. Okay. We, we weren't really going live. Uh, I did have a couple like light sparring, but it was more to feel like the timing of everything and the head movement and, you know, the little, the little glove holes that they leave. So mm-hmm. we did a little bit of that, but mostly just conditioning, keeping the cardio up. And, um, and yeah, that's about it. <laughs> so last well, week was the last push basically. Okay. So you, if I remember correctly, you posted something about, you said something about like, well, usually you train with guys, but you're going to be fighting a woman. Right. So oh, like, yeah. it's important to train with women who train with guys. Right. But yeah, know, yeah, that does bring up, bring up a good point because just by the law of how many women there are fighting, there's just never going to be as many female bodies in a gym as there are going to be guys. Right. So yeah. how much of your camp is spent fighting and training with men versus women? And what are the pros and cons of, uh, of each of those partners? Um, I, well, I've always trained with men my entire career. Like since I did my first Muay Thai class, um, a lot of times I was the only person in the room or the only girl in the room. Yeah. And, you know, it makes you tough for sure. But I feel like a lot of times you can underestimate how good you are. And when you finally do get a girl who comes through, usually she's not as good as you. So you either have to hold back or you just smash her and then there's no girl anymore. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's really rare to be in a, in a place where you can have, girls that aren't just you know female but are also skilled that can actually push you make you better who can beat you up like that's so rare when you're at this level and I've been able to get some of the girls in the San Diego area because there's like a few gyms sprinkled around here um, Mm -hmm. and able to get them all together every now and then, like at least once a week or maybe like once every two weeks. And we'll just like, we'll just train, we'll just train, we'll spar, we'll, we'll share ideas, like talk about what was working, what wasn't. And it's a really, um, it's, it's a really good environment because it makes me jealous of the guys because they don't have to organize that shit, you know, like right. it's just always there. Yeah, it's always there. And I always explain it. Imagine the uh, comparison of a girl only training with guys. Imagine a flyweight who only has welterweights to train with. Like, yeah, you can do it, but right. it's not realistic. You're not going to get the same looks. And a lot of the things that you're right. going to be successful against those bigger guys, the little guys aren't going to give it to you. You know, like right. the little guys aren't going to give you chokes. The little guys aren't going to be too slow to see your yes. punches coming. Like they can keep up with you. So that's the flexibility the is going to be 100% different. And everything. Yeah. Right. With, yeah. Chicks, <laughs> with chicks, like the necks are smaller. So yep. it's, it's hard. They're, they're flexible. It's hard to get arm bars. They're, yep. they're like tenacious. So they're not going to give up on shit too. Like I feel like when I'm doing wrestling, when I'm training wrestling with guys, a lot, they'll give up the takedown to either be nice or just be like, oh, well, you know, she's smaller than me, so I'm not going to muscle it. And they'll give right. up the takedown way faster than a smaller chick would give up on. Because right, she be like, hell to the no, right? Yeah, yeah, she's like, give me that leg, give me that leg. And it's it's good to get those looks because when you're in a fight and you're sprawling like you practice and they're not letting go of the leg, you're like, 
wait a second, this isn't how we work. This isn't, this isn't how it happened in training against all these right. big guys that I train with. So it's really important to get those looks because they're not going to let you off. And they're yeah. also um, going to give you different openings that the guys don't give you, you know? So I yeah. feel like it's, it's, uh, it's been really good just training with chicks. Um, I mostly train with girls now, aside from my yes. husband and like a right. few other people that I, uh, grapple with and stuff but i'm mostly training with girls right now and i feel like it's just made my game day a lot more um uh what do you call it in in practice it's i'm so practicing it's gonna mimic, closer it's gonna to mimic, the game day right it's yes. gonna mimic exactly yes. yeah, exactly i right, feel like right. i'm doing dress rehearsal every time instead of nice you know working with a guy who might not fit the mold like right. you know like i'd be working with guys who are like a foot taller than me you know? <laughs> yeah yeah and you're like and they're hit right well, and I always think about the flexibility thing mostly because I know a lot of the time, you know, when I'm at work and I see we're watching a, a woman's fight and stuff, they're like, holy crap, like, like, they're just like, I can't do that. Like, what the heck, you know, just yeah. stuff that a guy would tap to or whatever when it comes to hip things and, and, mm -hmm. and, and the ability to be in a less split position or whatever like this, where the guys yeah. are freaking out. I'm like, what, 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 it, like, what, it, you know? And yeah, they just don't, they just don't, the, the body composition is just so different. So, uh -huh. and, and the like, guys are going to be so much more top heavy and chest yeah. heavy and all this stuff. And yeah. If you don't train with girls, it's going to be rare that you like roll with someone who inverts themselves, like throws <laughs> right. their legs right. over their head just and their just legs like over their head. looks right. at you with their crotch in their face. Like, right. no, Tracy like, Cortez, so she's like, what, what, <laughs> you know? And you're like, wait a minute. You just brought me exactly brought him up and behind and you got your, your legs underneath my chin. Yeah. Now I'm in mouth. Yeah. There's yeah. so many weird positions that you don't feel when right. you're rolling with guys that like girls right. are just like, whoop, I'm upside down. Whoop, whoop, now whoop, I'm whoop. on your back. Uh, exactly. Which is also you. why I'm really fun on Friday nights. Exactly. <laughs> hey. So I've been working on that move uh, for when Adam comes back from France. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. Yeah. Hey, but do, you know, do you indulge before a fight? I remember Rhonda. Do you remember the whole thing because Rhonda was talking about it and she was like, well, yeah, I do because it actually gets my testosterone up. Um, but, you know, historically, the line was that boxers didn't do it because it took away their legs. So mm. the people want to know, Ange. Huh. I mean, I'm old. I'm barely adult anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I adult just as often as I do when I'm not fighting, if that says anything. Yeah, okay, um, okay. Yeah. I do I do get superstitious about like yeah, do you a think few there's days a... before. A few oh, days really? before yeah. I get superstitious. But I'm not like going two, three weeks or a month or anything like that. Like You're not trying to starve yourself. Yeah, no, <laughs> like you gotta chill, you gotta let your body recover, and that's like a great right. way to relax everything. It's just get the yeah get that get that quick uh dicking in real quick good <laughs> but, no, i'm glad i'm happy for you yes i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want you to be too pent up but at the same time yeah i do feel like people say that they like having that sense of uh needing a release right and so that's why some of the guys mm -hmm. like they want to go they want to be they want to be just a over you know what i mean like they want to be all charged up like that yeah and if they and if they do it too soon too close to the fight they're just like eh, they're not that worried about you know yeah they're, they're too yeah. chilling they're too happy right they're like relaxed right. they're like hey, right I they want to get i got a girl get wound up. after this <laughs> i yeah. i always oh. thought it was it would help to like give someone blue balls 
So then right, they're well, just like extra angry. Right. And so like almost get to that point, like even like let the guy get off. And then you're just like, yeah, exactly. go gotta, go. Bitch up. <laughs> gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Yeah. Go. And then you're just like, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I can't, I feel, I feel like I'm allowed to say this story, but so um, there were stories, remember Eric Silva? Yeah. I guess that you're here for, like, there he? were stories, there were stories that Eric Silva used to sometimes get before, right before he fought, you know how his record at the end wasn't so good. Oh, is that why? Maybe, maybe he got he was, taken care of. Maybe he was, didn't have enough pent up energy before he walked oh, out. Man. If, 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 if is what I had heard, and I was like, "Well, really we know, we know where his pent up energy was really coming from." I mean, his his downfall is kind of documented. It's like parallel to the rise of USADA is his downfall. Yeah, so, well, I don't yeah, think I don't that think that so. too. <laughs> <laughs> that I too that I, I'm looking and seeing lots of comments so Angela a lot of people are saying good luck to you and oh, they're, uh, they're really looking forward to you and this person that looks like maybe her name is Anya maybe she looks uh, I'm not sure the yellow the yellow and blue flat blue and yellow it's maybe it's it maybe I'm not exactly sure which one that is but um, she's saying glad there's a big stream for WMMA and yeah, hey. you know, that is something that, you know, for those who are maybe just here and they haven't seen us before or whatever, but like, yeah, this is episode 44 and we know that there are a bunch of other podcasts out there, but you know, a lot of them are dudes and a lot of them, you know, whatever, smelly guys, big traps or skinny necks. And that's also bad. I was but no, but Aww. so yes, for those of you, for those of you looking for a, a, a safe place for the ladies, but also like newbies, there's no, you know, so we have, you know, a few minutes here if we want to, if, if people just have like general MMA questions or whatever, but, um, but yeah, like we're not, we're not going to sit up here and berate people for asking something that maybe seems basic. So even if yeah. you have a question of like, Hey man, every time I'm on the show and they talk about an Omo Plata, I don't know what that is. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? That is interesting. But demonstrate it on your but, on my dog. But yes, Angie is very good with <laughs> but, you know, speaking of which though, there were um a couple of close calls last night with oh, so Ryan Hall. Uh Ryan Hall was interesting, you know, working um he he's another oh, yeah. like working for all his submissions. Mm-hmm. And you know, I know for some people they don't necessarily like his style of fighting, but it's so interesting. And he really is, you know, he walks out to the pinball wizard from the Who. From Tommy, you know, he is the, the jiu-jitsu wizard. And I like uh, Ryan. I, you know, I worked his season of Ultimate Fighter. You know, we did Tough Talks and all that. And he's an interesting guy. I know he's not everybody's favorite style of fighter, but if you really do like jiu-jitsu and grappling, he's hella it's very interesting to watch him. Yeah, he's um he does that thing that I didn't really get at first. Like I thought he was just getting dropped every fight. But uh-huh. he actually like rope dopes people into grappling with him. It's really <laughs> exactly. insane. Like I, I, I swear to God, every time he would get dropped, I thought he was like legit getting dropped. But he rolls. He does that roll rope thing, dope. like a lot of boxer do, uh, boxers do, where you like roll the punch, but then he yeah. rolls with his entire body and slumps <laughs> over, and you're just like, oh, I hurt oh, him. Didn't yeah. feel like it hurt, but he's down. Right. Okay, let me jump on top of him, and then he's grabbing your leg, and it's yeah. like, ah. He got me. Like it's it's such a tricky little interesting way that he fights and super frustrating. Like 
I don't think he should be mad at people for not wanting to fight him because fuck fighting that guy. That's that's like totally fighting a bear trap. Like, oh, I don't get a stick. Like, no, I'm not going to fight him. He's going to smack my leg and I'm going to be out forever. Like, and exactly. There's no way to look good against a guy like that because it's so goofy and it's so like, uh, yeah, like weird that you can't really tell what's about to happen. And now he has spin kicks. So it's like, it's going to look totally weird. It's it's the weirdest combination of, of uh, skills. It's like somebody just went ham in the creative character and you, in EA UFC is just like, I'm going to have spin kicks and uh, uh, what's that weird thing he does? Imanari uh, rolls. Yeah, Imanari rolls. <laughs> I'm just going to have those two things. That's it. Nothing else. <laughs> But it's but yeah it, it, it's it's yeah it's interesting it's fun that, that actually reminds me now I might want to go get sushi for dinner, um, oh. but um, yeah no Ryan um, Ilya Tapuria did look good against him but uh, yeah. yes but that's because he's another grappler and he, I, I whatever but yeah, yeah it, it's tough wise. so our our question was answered the the blue and yellow flag is actually from Ukraine oh. <laughs> so thank Ooh. you yes she wrote she wrote us back and said uh, Ukraine but um but yes. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. People are saying they actually find Ryan exciting at 145. Um, yeah, because no it, it is exciting. Oh, I mean, uh, from my Twitch channel. Hey, oh, there we go. Underscore eight. What's nice. up, Twitchers? Oh, well, that's cool Joy how you Knox. can tell where it comes from. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay, cool. Oh, that ones. makes sense. Very yeah. cool. Well, that's the whole thing, you know, because remember last that's week cool. when we had when we had Charles Barnett on with us and folks should look that one up, that's beast yeah. boy, huggy bear, which was a lot of fun. But remember when we were talking in our conversation and he said something like, Oh, it's, you know, times have changed and you don't really get those specialists, you know, cause remember back in the day mm. there was the hoist Gracie's and the whatever. So Ryan Hall is a specialist, you know, well, yeah. Damian Maya is, is, is almost done. And mm. so or did he retire officially? I forget. No, no. did he? I no. don't know. I think he's still no. in the rankings. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he officially retired, but you know, he's 41 or two now. And so Damien is definitely, we know where he's going to stop sooner than later, probably. Mm-hmm. And so Ryan could be our new one, but yeah, so it is kind of cool that we have another specialist because yeah, there's not a ton of specialists. What I yeah. like, that's really fun uh, before. And for folks who are joining us now, if you missed us earlier, Adrian Yanez was with us and he is on the rise. He's an on the rise band. And we were talking to him about a lot of things. But the fact is that he is known for his striking so far in the UFC. And then he then he's like, but my secret weapon is grappling that I started in. So that's going to be a trip. If, yeah. If, if, if all of us said and we it see out. him sink a yeah. sub on somebody, that's going to be a trip. I feel like he's going to be like um, Justin Gaethje. Like we'll, we'll know yeah. all about his credentials at some point and he's never going to show it to us still. He's just right. like, eh, nah. I'm I'll punch just do him. It's fun. I'm going to punch him and knock him out. But it's you know what's going to be? What's going to be fun, Angie, is when he's champ one day and when we look back and he'll be like, I was on what had happened was with Karen and Angela way back when I was not even in the top 15. Yeah. Look at that. And we'll be as old as Dom's body (laughs) (laughs) on our 2500th episode. (laughs) Hopefully I'll be in the contributor wing. Hey, there you go. There you go. Um, I mean, would that be pretty cool, right? I mean. Yeah, wait. What are you talking about? The the um, Hall of Fame contributor wing. The Hall of Fame thing. Yeah. By the Nobody time knows Adrian's what that champ- is. Nobody knows what that is. You gotta explain it to people. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, wait. I think that's what you're talking about. The Hall of Fame contributor wing. I would like to be in it one day. 
Yeah, I think you're going to be in there. I think if, if you're in there, you should request a Madame Toussaint's wax sculpture of yourself. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. To be like, use the one you use for Halle Berry. Her yeah, are there you go. Just her boobies are bigger. I'll take, I'll, take the, I'll take the upsize on the cup curly. size. They're going to make you do a bruised version. <laughs> bruised Halle Berry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that Karen? I'm going to tell my kids that was Karen Bryant. Um, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yes, uh, I am the permanent co-host for. Yes, uh, I, again, I'm just going to call you Anya, but I don't know if that's me. really your name. Oh yeah, from, Anya, from, from Anya, Ukraine. yeah. But I am um, permanent co-host of what? Yes. Yeah, so this is what? so. What had happened was is me and Angela. What had happened was is me and Angela. Some people are saying, "Where's the funny Brazilian guy?" That's on Tuesday night festivities with Hanato yes. Laraja. But by the way, we do an after party, which Angela is going to be joining us on a lot of the time. It's just that she can't these last couple of weeks because baby girl is in fight camp and needs to go to bed on time. And yeah, so, this is like juice. I can only yeah, do juice right now. Because our after Nothing party. fun. <laughs> our after party, you know, because Tuesday night festivity starts at Wednesday. It's Tuesday nights uh, at 8 o'clock West Coast time. So it's 11 o'clock East Coast, you know, because we do a kind of like late night talk mm. show. So by the time we get to the after party, it's around 9.15. And when Angie's in fight camp, she's in bed. But so yes. after this week, she will be and get, you know, so we, we want to blow that up. It's, it's something that we're doing here on my YouTube channel and stuff. And it's just fun. Anthony Smith is on it with us all the time. And we just we just have a goof, goofy time. So we just sent out like some invites to people to come and join us. And we start the other part on IG live, but you know, and like people are, are starting to realize this, we are um, expanding our technological universe here at what had happened was. So this is the first week that we are also on your Twitch and yeah. on the old uh, MMA heat Facebook page, which people can still go to. I, I put all my new things over on the MMA heat page, but I don't really promote that that much because I feel like Facebook is kind of not really where it's at. So I don't really spend <laughs> that much time promoting it. So we're going to probably lean on the YouTube and Twitch angle more. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it's cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I owe it to my Twitch followers. <laughs> Cause I'll I game with you sometime. I'll start a channel <laughs> doing game with you. I just suck. You know, yeah, no, you know, it's me not having time to do it and be consistent. Like that's the only way you really grow. But we've been mad consistent with what had happened was. So I feel yes. good about at least giving them that. So then they have a reason to tune in. So yeah, for Thanks, sure, Karen. Good idea. Because yeah, like we said, this is episode forty-four, and so people, if you're just finding this for the first time, uh, we also put them up over on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio. Uh, and so you can find the downloads for that there. And then we put different clips up on our Instagram channels. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So if you, if you, you know, like I said, if you're just finding us now, welcome. If you've been here hello. before, hello. But either Hi. way, hit, hit the <laughs> sub button while yeah. you're here. And do people sub on Twitch? How does that work? Yes. Yeah. I think you follow on Twitch. You follow, you can sub. Subbing is uh, money. So, but I do have a sub button. So she's sub if you want. Show you her, but no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I'll show you my gaming, <laughs> my game plan. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can sub if you want, but no pressure. Just tune in. Always tune in. 
and watch and comment so people get wind and want to jump in and comment too. So thanks everyone. Um, thanks for joining in. Yes, I agree, Anya. Yesterday was a big day for MMA, WMMA. Um, we talked about Blanchville. We talked about we talked about um um oh, I mess up her name. Redhead, redhead uh monster on the ground. Oh, Jillian. Jillian Robertson, we talked about her and we talked about Pena and uh yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a big, big day. Lots of crazy finishes, lots of crazy action. Yep, it's a good one. Good stuff, good stuff. Awesome. Well, so remember, folks, Angela is fighting next Saturday. I don't remember if this was an ESPN show or if it's on ESPN Plus next week. I don't know. <laughs> but we'll look we'll look into it. I'll All I know is I'm gonna be in Vegas. I'm gonna punch a bitch. <laughs> BFS. It's BFS. So you go out on what, Tuesday? Yes. Yes. We're going out cool. on Tuesday. Um we're gonna when does get Adam get back fucked up afterwards. He gets back tomorrow and oh, then okay. we're leaving Tuesday. So he gets no butcher time. No butcher mm-hmm. time. He's gonna be so sad. But Butch is chilling right now. He's poor thing. He's uh still recovering from his oh his injury. leg. Yeah, last week. Folks, yeah, remember? It, yeah, he, <laughs> he had a little sprain. He broke it. No, his toe. You said he broke his toe. Yeah, he broke his toe. And then the doctor, the vet, put this huge cast on it, like all the way up his leg. I'm like, why do you need? Why do you need all that for his toe? But I guess like dog anatomy, the toe connects all the way. I don't gotcha. But yeah, now he's walking around like some silent hill monster, like (laughs) (laughs) all crazy looking. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be good to go. We'll be good to go. We can come home, take care of the bugs after that. Nice. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get crazy when you uh, when you pick up that victory. So yeah. we'll go out on Saturday after the win. But yes, so on Tuesday night for uh, for Tuesday night festivities, we have Sergio Pettis is going to be our guest. You know, he just defended over there at Bellator with that ridiculous spinning back fist knockout. Oh, where man, he's like, was oh, so damn. Nuts. I would have liked to come to that Tuesday night festivities. Dude, like, like, that, oh! like that knockout was like, what the what? The what? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, so You're going to have to have really him back. Cool. When I can yep. have a toast with him. For, for sure, sure, for sure. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to having Sergio on. So yeah, that'll be uh, Tuesday night. That part is on IG at 8 o'clock on my IG, which is uh, uh, at KB Heat over on Twitter and here on YouTube. It's Karen Bryant, K-A-R-Y-N. Brian doesn't Kobe, no relation, but may he rest in peace. Angela, where do people find you on social media? You can find me at Instagram at Angie Overkill, um, Twitter at Angie Overkill, Twitch at Angie Overkill and Overkill Hill on TikTok. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, for joining us, folks. And yeah, you can also get this on an audio download and you can find this here on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook and they stay here forever. So, uh, so don't thanks. Look at my armpit. What? <laughs> I said, don't the look pit? at my, uh, oh. <laughs> my arm is like all like uh, deodorant white. <laughs> I was trying to flex. <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, thanks to everybody for joining us. Uh, happy holidays. Be safe out there while you're out there shopping. Don't get too crazy. Don't overextend your wallet. Don't. Just, just keep the wallet love. tight. Keep the keep wallet tight. tight. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. See you, everybody. <laughs> I'm <a bit> ridiculous <laughs> now. Bye.